Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. That's when the cannibalism started. What was that? You hurt your throat. I've never heard of anyone hurting their throat. No, I hurt my throat. And then also my whole hotel room just reeks of weed and peanut butter and farts. (laughs) Um, Are we uh, recording here? Mm -hmm. All right. Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. Uh, We got Henry over in Atlanta. How you doing, buddy? Doing great. Regency Suites. Come on by. Um, It needs a woman's touch. I can imagine. Um, Let's just bags of grease everywhere. Right. Um, there was a bit with peanut butter and I literally, uh, I got peanut butter all over my hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, if the Rolling Stones never had sex, yes. what would their hotel room have looked like? Just It would just look like this, just cigarette butts yeah. and old beers and, and just the smell of the ozone of internet burning <laughs> with porn. Just <laughs> like you can smears. smell the Wi-Fi being used. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, I, I just imagine a pentagram just smeared on the wall in peanut butter. Well, you know, just I, everything. I, I will say this to anybody: if you're feeling satanic, do what I've been doing, which is take off all your clothes, which is a given. Yeah. But then I've been listening to Reverend C.J. Thompson, the gospel music, just getting fucking blitzkrieg hammered by myself right. in a hotel room and just smoking weed and dancing, like literally dancing like a Native American, <laughs> like going like oh, 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 like dancing back and forth. I've been right. alone for a while. Yeah. Well, um, you, well, you you don't sound like it. You know, these are all normal <laughs> thoughts. So obviously, I told someone I did this on set, and they're just like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Nobody comes here." <laughs> yeah, why don't I mean? I feel like every time somebody has a show that they're the star of, and that show is filming, they tend to have sex with a bunch of chicks or like have sure. friends. No, we're doing shit a new way. <laughs> <laughs> your new Hollywood, huh? It's new Hollywood. This is new Hollywood. It's called play with your balls until nothing interests you about your dick. Oh, that's wow. Oh, that's sad. Never. <laughs> I, I, you always want to maintain interest in your penis. Always. And when you lose it, you know, that's that's really sad. I hate it. Yeah. All right. So we got We have so much to talk about. Speaking this is- of hating penis, there's some boys out there that really hated some penis after meeting members of our government. That's right. Satanism in the government part two, uh, the Franklin cover up. I and did this- the segue this time. You did it. You did it. 
Um, it was very good. Uh, Marcus um, has been shattered. Henry, you were so lucky not to have uh, have had to see Marcus's shattered, beautiful blue eyes just crying on a daily basis because of this uh, because of this story. As I said on the uh, on the last episode, at the end of the last episode, this is the first thing. This is the 120th episode out of 120 episodes. This is the first thing that has ever given me legit nightmares. Yeah, like three yeah. nights in a row, I could not sleep. Like I could not wait. To get fucking wasted so I can yeah. finally sleep. And I finally cool. did. That's, That's good. That's great. No, I've been, I did that uh, the last two nights. I tried to catch up and fill up some gas because basically you and I had a conversation while I was in the aquarium where um, <laughs> you sounded like Rust Cole and you were talking about like the numbers don't add up. You were just saying for instance like this. And I was in yeah. front of uh, a beautiful beluga whale tank. And I was like, I'll take care of, uh, let me do some research. And so I've been researching and, and it's it's pretty tough. That's so tough. I, I wish I could just see a thought bubble of the beluga whale and it would just be like, how did he get out there? I've been stuck in here. And how did he get out? The only beluga whale to ever escape. Must be very confusing for these poor he belugas. He must be the king of the whale. <laughs> oh, I wish that I could be with him and his kingdom. Oh, we look at him eating a corn dog. I wonder what that's like. All I need is kelp. Yeah. Stupid beluga whales. I got to say one thing, man. Manta rays, they got big pussies. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I mean, we got to get to this story. We haven't yeah. spoken too long, but I want to yeah. get. I want to get back to that big pussy thing. But Marcus, okay, uh, but uh, yeah. So let me just let me just again do a little bit of a caveat for this episode. Yeah, this episode's particularly intense. What we were saying is, is it may be doing like a little bit of a drinking game, where um, anytime you feel like staring off into the distance, like you're the last tombstone in a drowning graveyard, take a drink. <laughs> Um, every time that you uh, you want to walk off the face of the earth to icy grip of death, sure. take a drink. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, you know, I know Henry uh, suggested you take your clothes off, but put your clothes back on if you put uh, your if clothes you on off. securely. Securely, have, have a fucking and, glass of bourbon. Yeah, go out to the not, liquor. This is yeah. not like partying around. We're all gonna have a fun road trip podcast. Right. This is have a glass of bourbon, listen to this at fucking twelve thirty at night with nobody around, especially if you're feeling regrets. <laughs> yep. This is our this is our old old sad country. Uh, All right. Here. I mean, if so you really if you I mean if you want to look into it, it's it's very possible that the first season of True Detective, the whole conspiracy, was based on the Franklin cover up. Yeah. Absolutely. This is this is entirely true. All the stuff that we found information, it's it's ridiculously it's been ridiculously covered up. Mm-hmm. The 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 documentary, like even before you see what you see this podcast or you listen to this podcast, watch the conspiracy of silence documentary on YouTube. It is must see. Um, it's in- it's intense. All right, yeah. so Marcus, you're gonna start this song. I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off. Uh, I'm gonna start it up off with a quote. Uh, this is this was said by former CIA director William Colby to uh, State Senator John DeCamp, okay. who wrote the Franklin cover up, of which most of our research was taken from. This is yep. what he said. What you have to understand, John, is that sometimes there are forces and events too big, too powerful, with so much at stake for other people or institutions that you cannot do anything about them. No matter how evil or wrong they are, and no matter how dedicated or sincere you are, or how much evidence you have, this is simply one of the hard facts of life you have to face. Yeah, it's like every. It's like team. going against the M M&M and M Corporation. If you want, like, <laughs> rec- 
It's right. really hard. Absolutely. I was going to yeah. say that's how the New York Knicks felt about the Chicago Bulls in the mid-90s. Am I right, Michael Jordan? Was he a pedophile? So All the right, Franklin child this. prostitution <laughs> ring allegations, these took place, the allegations took place between 1988 and 1991, and they involved an alleged child sex ring serving prominent citizens of the Nebraska Republican Party as well as high-level U.S. politicians. So basically... Now, we only are- legally have to keep saying alleged and supposed. It's <laughs> right. pretty much... Like, yeah. we, we, we have to legally say that. But yeah. again, I want to say it's pretty fucking intense. Yeah. And I mean, you know, again, these are Nebraska high-powered politicians, so basically they were only the only people in town with a suit jacket. <laughs> and then you just immediately get elected because you look you look classy. A firm handshake and, and, and blue eyes. Yeah. And, yeah, and your tits don't immediately wiggle. You have to have hard tits. <laughs> oh, I, I've actually heard that. You know, that's hurt Miss Hillary Clinton in the past couple of runs. Not not a hard enough bosom. Old card box, cardboard box, chest Hillary Clinton. <laughs> that's right. All right, let's get into this so, disgusting story. And the allegations also claim that the alleged sex ring was led by a cult of devil worshippers okay. involved in the mutilation, sacrifice, and cannibalism of numerous children. A- now, again, the- a defamation of Satanism. Again, a defamation of Satanism, or we'll get into that later on. Yes. The allegations centered on the actions of one man, Larry King Jr., who okay. ran the now defunct Franklin Community Federal Credit Union in Omaha, which is created to serve a poor neighborhood in Omaha, Nebraska. Now, okay. we're not talking about everybody's favorite Jew suspenders wearing Larry <laughs> King. That's we're right. talking about like a big, he's, he was the head of the uh, black Republicans of Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Um, and quite simply, the most evil fuck who ever existed. Yeah, I, I can't think of anyone that's worse than this guy. Oh, yeah. Maybe like an Alan Keyes, but I think Alan Keyes actually looks very good. He's the only <laughs> other black Republican I can think of. So during yeah. the 70s and 80s, Larry King ran the Franklin Credit Union. He ran it as essentially a Ponzi scheme, mm-hmm. and he looted over $40 million on uh, from the Federal Credit Union. For example, uh, he rented a, a, a townhouse that was, I think it cost $5,000 a month in rent. He mm-hmm. made $17,000 a year. And I say uh, that he threw these parties in order to get grants for the Franklin Credit Union in Washington, D.C. Basically, go wine, dine a bunch of politicians. But basically, you're finding out that he's already, I mean, he's just taken the money. Yeah, yeah. He's just taken all of the money. And he was a very prominent politician. He sang the national anthem at the uh, Republican National Convention in both 1984 and 1988. He's got a thick voice. (laughs) A beautiful voice. A very good voice. No, he looks like a male Oprah Winfrey. A little bit. Twice he got to sing the national anthem, huh? Yeah. Yeah, twice. 84 and 88. Yeah. Yeah. You can go anywhere with a beautiful voice. Yeah. For some reason, the fact that this all takes place in Nebraska, I just can't help to think, but... Like Bruce Dern and Matt Forte walking in there, <laughs> you know, and just goofing around because, you know, Bruce has lost his mind a little bit. Yeah, just wants to have sex with boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in 1988, he... Don't laugh like that after you say the sentence, he just wants to have sex with boys. What's wrong with you? Oh, it's going to be a lot of that. <laughs> so in Omaha, among the black population... Everyone knew that Larry King had a dark side. This woman I read right here said this sentence about Lawrence King. Let's call him Lawrence King. Yeah, Lawrence King. Yeah, yeah. That's, we're, we're doing the Larry Fishburne to Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah, let's yeah, give him yeah, a yeah. Lawrence. We're yeah, Lawrence. Lawrence Fishburne loves boys. He loves them no, like no, he shouldn't. Ulysses Washington said that. 
No, I'm not sure you, who she was. But you mean but Lawrence she, King? You said Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> no, another <laughs> accusation. Lawrence Fishburne loves boys just because he has sons. He loves his sons. Mm-hmm. But this Lawrence E. King, he loves boys. Right. Yes. And he loves them like he shouldn't. Exactly. Uh, and, of course, there were tons of rumors all around Omaha about the pedophile ring. People, I mean, they people knew that some shit was up all over right. Omaha. Uh, and Larry King, he was not trying to hide this shit at all. He thought he was invincible. He right. There were multi-million dollar renovations to his office. He demanded in his offices that a bedroom be built. And the door was locked. Entry was, pro- was prohibited to everyone. And King was the only one allowed inside except for for quote-unquote friends that accompanied him inside. And Michael Jackson had the same exact thing with his teddy bear room that was built next to his bedroom. Also, um, the the big thing is that a lot of these $40 million came from directly, it it was basically a lot of the the Franklin Credit Union uh, would have uh, the accounts of of high-ranking members of a place called Boys Town, which was essentially a, a fake city built for boys. It was for the embetterment of young males, yeah, which is, you can you. imagine when you build a place called Boys Town, right. it turns into a child farm. Yeah. And that's what it became. But you, and and so basically, yeah, you can't call it child farm, though. No, yeah. that, that's, just, that's a dead giveaway. You can't call it child farm. You oh, cannot Boys call Town. it. Any yeah. man... Any man who would ever go to Boys Town should be arrested immediately. Immediately. Yes. And by the way, Boys Town is the richest square mile on the face of the earth. Yep. Uh, and so it was considered a city and a charitable organization, so it got crazy right. tax breaks. So, and there's also a belief that a lot of the $40 million that he embezzled went back to the actual shareholders at Boys Town to be used as rat holes to hold his money until he got out of jail. So did they have, like, boy mayors? And <laughs> it was everyone just a child, like little kid cops? Like, you've been tricycling? You, you didn't want to win the election of being boy mayor because <laughs> right. you got a promotion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't good. No. So it seems the whole time that uh, Larry King or Lawrence King, his partner in crime was a guy named Craig Spence. Okay. Craig Spence was a correspondent for ABC in Vietnam, and he eventually made his way into the blackmailing business, blackmailing right-wing politicians in Japan. Are you telling me that the U.S. sent some nice boy over to Vietnam just to, you know, uh, ABC sent a nice kid over to Vietnam and then he came back all messed up? Yeah. And then he he committed like crimes against other people? Oh, absolutely. This no, guy did anybody come back better from, from Vietnam? Vietnam? I want to know My somebody. Father. Who, yeah, <laughs> your father? father did because he was stationed on a submarine in the Gulf of Mexico. Uh, oh, so him and his boys literally just play like McHale's Navy type pranks. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like that movie Down Periscope. Yes. <laughs> so Spence, he had a gigantic house in Washington. The house was bugged from floor to ceiling. So this guy had dirt on everybody oh, okay. all the time. He always bragged about his CIA connections. We're going to get into the CIA later. Yeah. Well, they uh, also say he also probably could have been a floating member of the CIA. What we learn about, the more and more you read into this stuff, you learn about how many of these guys aren't even on fucking pay. They don't even have paperwork. Yeah. They're literally getting paid in brown paper bags back and forth. And sometimes they don't even know that they're working for the CIA. They think they're working for another company. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so this guy, uh, Craig Spence, this is, he was actually busted in 1989. This is from a Washington Times uh, article. The article was called Homosexual Prostitution Inquiry Ensnares VIPs with Reagan and Bush. Now, the Washington Times article alleged that key officials in the Ronald Reagan and George H.W. Bush administrations were connected to an elaborate Washington, D.C. male prostitute ring hmm. and reported that two of these prostitutes even entered the White House at night. Now, Spence actually went to jail for this, right? Yes, he did. This okay. makes the whole, like, Ronald Reagan being grandpa really disgusting. <laughs> you know, because it's almost like Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, but yeah, so actually Craig Spence, he uh, didn't actually go to jail. He committed suicide oh. less than a year after that Washington Time Ar- Times article came out. And we're going to be seeing a lot of those throughout this story. A lot of people committing suicide. Right. People, is it, this is a, sup- a suspicious suicide, I would... Uh, very suspicious yeah. suicide. The CIA actually used a term called get suicided. Yeah, it's actually it's a there was talking about this guy named Webb who was a, a hmm. he was he was this journalist. I forget what story he was covering, something to do with Afghanistan. And they called basically they said he got suicided because they found him dead of two self-inflicted <laughs> gunshot wounds to the face. Two to the and face. <laughs> Two. So it's like, and they were like, and doctors, the coroner came out, so it's like, you know what? You know, it's not very common. You see the old two to the head. Yeah. It's mostly the one, but it seems like he just shot once through his mouth because he was a pussy and then shot himself on the head proper. Right, right. Yeah, that I mean, seems if, rough. If you're the hitman that's going over to see this guy and you have to make it look like a suicide, that's just a bad day. Yeah. That's just, a, yeah. that's a, you know, that's why you can't ask these people to do get suicided on Mondays. That's why you got to get these guys. You you take the corpse, right? You strangle them, dress them up as a bellhop, take a bunch of bananas at the top of a flight of stairs mm-hmm. and just throw them down the flight of stairs. That's another way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's said that. On these tours that Craig Spence took of the White House at night with the male prostitutes, it is said that one of the people along was an underage 15-year-old boy named Paul Bonacchi. Okay. Now, Paul Bonacchi is the centerpiece of this entire investigation. This is the main witness. This is the guy uh, that tells us more about the Franklin cover-up than anybody else. He was kidnapped at the age of six and was put into sex slavery from the ages of six to 17. Now, I will warn you right now, I'm going to be reading a lot of testimony from Paul Bonacchi. I'm going to be reading a lot of statements from him. They're fucked up. Yeah, so take a drink now. Take, <laughs> this is a drink time. That's right. So, yeah, take a drink now. This is oh. going to be really, really bad. Let me ask real quick. Did he come from a troubled home as well? Because a lot of the times the way they describe these guys getting swept up into the into this this scene is because they were already partying. But it feels like that's just defaming the the victims. Yeah, sometimes that is true, but not all the time. I think Paul Bonacchi was, uh, I think he was just a regular kid. I was trying to think. I mean, it's impossible not to be an underage 15-year-old. Right, I mean, yeah. the, maybe like the only overage fifteen-year-old, LeBron James. You ever see him at fifteen? <laughs> you're big. So you're saying the the bigger you are, the no. physically larger you are, the he, more capable you are of accepting being molested. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not, well, sure, that's what you're saying. Yeah, well, we could say sure. <laughs> uh, all right, this is uh, from court testimony. This is the judge asking him, "Where were the parties?" He answered, "Down in Washington D.C." There was sex between adult men and other adult men, but most of it had to do with young boys and young girls with the older folks, specifically for sex with minors. Also in Washington, D.C., there were parties after a party. 
there were a lot of parties where there would be senators and congressmen who had nothing to do with the sexual stuff. Hmm. But there were some senators and congressmen who stayed for the pedophile sex at par- who stayed for the pedophile parties afterwards. On a lot of the trips he took us on, he had us. I mean, I met some people that I don't feel comfortable telling their name because I don't want to. And the judge said, are you scared? And he said, yes. Yeah. The after party and then the after the after party. And then, of course, the hotel lobby there. Just <laughs> full of people, adults having and sex with the kids. And then the 24-7 McDonald's. Yeah. And then the Waffle House. Oh, my. So but what he said by uh, he would take us... Uh, Larry King used to fly children all around the country for these parties. Uh, and in fact, uh, there were... I feel like, let's not use the word parties. I mean, I let's love not, a good yeah, party. I love a party. Not, you know? <laughs> I Maybe love a party. An event? I don't or, know what else to call it. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, what would the kid call it? Let's call them bouts. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, about. That's that seems to be a, a proper term. Um, and he would a lot of time he would use the uh, Offutt Air Force Air Force Base. Oh no, wait, wait, wait. we're not go- we're going to get to Offutt way way. Of course, but that's yeah. like a party. That's just where he'd go and pick them. That was where they had the tarmac. Yeah, yeah. And he had, uh, you, you had these receipts for uh, airplane uh, rides. You had manifests. Okay. And Larry King himself had 200 receipts uh, for planes chartered mm. that always had five to eight unnamed passengers. Okay. It yeah. never said so who the, You the, really want to transport boys around. What you got to do is have them all stand on each other's shoulders like, like, and put a big trench coat over them and a hat and tell yeah. them that this is your lawyer. Well, you know, actually, Henry, that usually works if you want to trans, uh, transport cartoon cats. That's <laughs> actually good for cartoon cats and the next thing you know you realize your lawyer's been a cat this whole time yeah oh man <laughs> oh no wonder he keeps fucking destroying my couch isn't that terrible i've Thanks. got the first name right now i'm going to give you the first name out of all the politicians that we're going to have here and this is a surprising name the banaki specifically named congressman barney frank okay as having participated Ooh, he also, I, can, I can see it yeah Ugh, i can see can it too. Imagine yeah, just sucking on your your belly button Ugh. He told the judge that he had relationships with him in Washington, D.C. and was flown to Massachusetts for sex in the basement of Frank's Boston home. Just the annoying way Barney Frank would molest. He is just, he is the most <laughs> aggravating man to begin with. And then if he's molesting you, that's just, that's just tough to deal with. All right. Let's read right. this, please. All right. So okay, well, I also want to say this court testimony came out in 1999. Yeah. This is way after the time period because this is when they finally, basically, they got sick of being, I mean, their lives were destroyed. Because yeah, a lot yeah, of times these, these things would be done. They would do these things in his presence. They would give them drugs. They would give them, they would give them money. They would like, right. they would buy them fancy coats and hats. Right. Yeah. And yeah. of course, these victims, that, that's why the testimony was so controversial, because mm-hmm. it's sort of a catch 22 where it's like, you've been far too victimized to be trusted. Your, your brain, <laughs> your brain's peanut butter. You're, yeah, you're no, you're destroyed. We can't take you seriously. All right. So here's more court testimony from Paul Bonacci. They put guns up to my head, had guns put in my mouth. Larry King sent out boys, men to jump me. He had them pretty well beat the tar out of me from the waist down so nobody would see the marks. I had my fingers broken. I can remember them burning me with hot instruments, placing stuff inside me, almost what I call a cattle prod, but it would be put inside and then they'd shock me inside my trails. Yes, and they would... You mean electrically heated? They would put it in and then push a button and it would shock me. Done by Larry King at his direction. At, at his direction. 
Uh, if they wanted to get something passed through the legislature, he would put some people that were against it in a compromising position by using us, boys and girls. Was this by your being the sexual partner of that person? Yes. Any estimates of how often you participated as the sexual partner of one of these persons that he wanted to get some kind of control over? There were times when it would be four or five in a night, sometimes dozens of times, with the same person. Mm. Take a drink. <laughs> sounds like, it sounds like the, the, a real wet fart. Yeah, I thought that was a fart. That's yeah. what I thought, too. I was Jesus. like, Henry, I thought we talked. No fart noises. No fart noises. <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, that was Marcus and uh, Marcus and Henry in a new Broadway play called Pillow Talk. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah. yeah so, it's just the perfect... So, again, MKUltra, this, so, this is taking place, what, in 1981? Uh, this is more like 85, 86. 85 and 86. So, again, this is way out of the official timeline of the MKUltra thing. Yeah. And they're doing the same exact shit. Well, MK Ultra, this doesn't seem to have the end game of like we're making Jason Bourne. Like they are just like we're making it. We're just going to shatter lives. Yeah, this is just yeah. making sl- sex slaves. That's really, all it is. It's like we if, were talking about the other de- uh, on the last episode with the Finders. Mm-hmm. Is that their opera or their entire uh, purpose was to break down children so they could sell them into sex slavery? Yeah, like yes. that's that was their. And but these guys, their thing. Well, I mean, we'll get into the sex slavery later. This is the one. The one positive of all this is if you are a victim of the toy box killer you know and you you got to escape if you're the gal who escaped uh you can read this story and feel lucky <laughs> you know you can be like well at least i'm not uh, at least it was only a couple days yeah, a couple of days you know yeah, it wasn't nine years yeah. at least i'm not mr Banaki, you know so you gotta look on the brighter it's like that's gave me good perspective when i read damian eccles book about solitary confinement i said i'm not gonna feel so uh you know angry about comedy sometimes <laughs> because i say i'm not in solitary you know jesus christ so paul Bonacci, he told investigators or paul Bonacci told investigators that the sex ring was based out of off at air force base near omaha and he okay. said that he had been taken there to be abused many many times he said that he was trained by tortures heavy drugging sexual degradation as henry was saying breaking these people down yeah now here is where it starts getting a little weird oh here it starts to get <laughs> this weird is where it gets weird this, okay. this is the weird part because I, yeah. I know so far a child has been penetrated in, uh, in their anus by a heated prong so, yes but now it's going to start to get weird okay <laughs> In a national sense, I see. it's starting to get weird. Now, off at Air Force Base, this was on the day of September 11th, 2001. This was where President George W. Bush went from all the way from Florida. He went all the way from Florida to Omaha, Nebraska, to have the very first planning session uh, for 9-11, the first right. actual national briefing. Also, it's one of our main, I did some research, it's one of our main nuclear hubs in the country. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of, yep. fe- there's a lot of, feel. the feeling is, is that if there was nuclear war, like globally, it would be, or the United States center of mm-hmm. the nuclear planning would happen at Offit. Also, Warren Buffett was there on the day of September 11th, and he had brought the two companies, the entire companies that were on the exact floors that the plane hit when it hit to a charitable golf game oh, to, to at Offutt Air Force Base. Coincidence? 
It could be. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. No, but Marcus yes, and I but were I actually. I read about that. Yeah. Marcus and I were just talking about that yesterday. North Dakota, South Dakota as well. Those those country or those states are off the map. That's where all yeah. our, our um, hard target silos are. Yeah. Though they were all uh, gone. And there's other stuff coming in on Nebraska, especially yeah. the Franklin Credit Union, the Iran Contra affair. Right. Uh, it said that a lot of the money from that was funneled through the Franklin Credit Union. It yep. seems to I me. I want like a shirt that just has the an outline of the state of Nebraska with all this information, and then Nebraska's be like, not so boring anymore, am I? Thank you very much. The ch- chapter two of the Franklin cover-up is called Nebraska is Death-Laced. Nebraska Jesus. is like the it's like when you see somebody who dresses really, really well and they're like really super polished and then you get to their house and you realize they want to do nothing but eat your butt. Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. But it's interesting. Well, it's very interesting. Again, to me, and what we said before, is like we're going to get a lot more horrible details here. But again, I, the overall assumption of, of now, I am now almost, I'm almost convinced that it's not satanic. It's not magical. There's not even a reptilian around because I think even the reptiles would be upset because they would be like, <laughs> yeah. why are you fucking them? You should be eating them. Um, <laughs> but be I nicer think, in a way. I think it's almost nicer. Um, but I think that they, uh, it, it is a, it's a secret keeping organization. That's why all this shit is put through mm-hmm. these things because they got, they get dirt all over these guys so that nobody can budge and nobody can move these incredible, because Iran Contra was then tied to how much other bullshit I, I was reading about Iran Contra, which we can, we could do a whole fucking, you could do an entire podcast about, yeah. Yeah. about like, you know, the connections to that and, and how the runoff from that money went to help Osama bin Laden get trained in Afghanistan and it's massive. Yeah. It's massive. And there it's was also stuff. stuff with the Colombians, like the, the drug money was also funneled through a lot of this stuff. Right. So uh, yeah, that's maybe, how we started getting sweet plantains. So, yeah, that's what <laughs> it's all about. Nebraska. So basically 9-11 was caused so Bush had a reason to go to uh, to this military base outside of Omaha. Yeah, just and, to uh, get yeah, just well, to get his rocks off. You know, when you're debating boy. going in and invading two countries, it's good to be it's good to have fun around. You know, you gotta yeah. be comfortable and uh, have a have about. You know, yeah. get some beers. Yeah. And so you ask, okay, yes, the, all this stuff is pretty weird. The Bush, George Bush Jr. may be involved, but you know who was implicated by several different witnesses was George Bush Sr. Okay. Yes. And they, they said they saw him at one party paying for a 19, like a, what was it, so some 14-year-old black kid named Brent. Yeah. To leave with him. Yeah, well, this, uh, I'm sorry. I don't And that must it. have been boring. When was, when was, <laughs> have you ever met a black dude named Brent? That, that story no, is I, flawed. <laughs> well, this girl, uh, her name was uh, Lisa. She was a uh, alleged child prostitute. Uh, she testified to the social worker named Julie Walters uh, that she had met Vice President George Bush at the Republican convention where mm-hmm. Lawrence King sang the national anthem. Now, this little girl, Lisa, she was poor as fuck. She came from a horrible background. She doesn't know who the vice president is. She doesn't know what the Republican National Convention is. This other right. girl, Ulysses Washington, she she said that at one particular party, she was the one that saw George Bush Sr. pay King money and then leave with the black dude named Brent. And this was a now, was this the party where Alicia? This was, the, I believe, this was the party where Alicia was was told to dress in a negligee and sit on a couch, and that everyone could do well, whatever they want to her sexually, but not penetrate her. We'll get to the, we'll get to that later. That comes with that comes with the uh, Alicia Ward block. Okay. Ah, uh, yes, I thought it was the Alicia Owen. I'm sorry. Oh, Owen. Sorry, that comes to Alicia Owen. This is Ulysses uh, Washington. Ah, uh, okay. But 
Yeah. How all of this ties in even further to George W. Bush and how it ties into Paul Bonacci. The Bonacci said that when he was 10 to 14 years old, he was used as a decoy in malls and parks to lure other children his age near an automobile so that the adult members could grab the victims, force them into the cars. Sure. Paul and another youth would jump on the victims, chloroform them, and then the victims would be taken to a secluded location and auctioned off in places like Las Vegas. Vegas, Nevada, uh, Toronto. Uh, Bonacci also said that the base in Nevada is about 50 miles north of Las Vegas on an airstrip. Uh, there were kids that were placed in unmarked planes operated by, right. he said, foreigners with accents wearing turbans. Wouldn't it be weird if instead of they went, instead of going to sexual slavery, they went into like those places? Like, you remember the movie The Toy? Yeah. Where it was just like they just go to these like perfect places that everyone's all afraid because they think it's this big sex slave like <laughs> trade, but it's really. Buying kids and sending them to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory? That would be nice, yeah. Sort of a golden <laughs> ticket nice? situation. No, no, no. They were just putting they were also putting campers uh yeah. to uh and they were drugged when they were putting the campers in case the uh, cops stopped them. There was no Richard Pryor at the end of the road for these boys, Henry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My sister is the best gift giver I've ever met of any person. It's Shecky Zabrowski. She shops all year thinking about her family and friends and puts little things aside for their birthdays and Christmases. I have no idea how she does it. I don't know how she do it, but guess what? She always wins Mother's Day, but not this year. I'm coming back. Ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? I'm taking the crown. All right, give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos. I mean this. We have the Aura frame up in my home. We absolutely love it. I can put photos on it very very easily through the app it's fun to do and the memories keep cycling and i get emotional and we filled it with pictures of carmy and wendy and that is not sad that is celebratory so you should try it it's honestly a really good product right now aura has a great deal for mother's day listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get 30 dollars off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame that's a-u-r-a frames.com use code left at checkout to save Terms and conditions apply. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. And that helps you save time. I know I'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse pics. Now, part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts. Now, so what I've done to do is like, so while I'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse pics over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. 
Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction. It's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins as soon as I wake up. And a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today. To get 10% off your first month. That's better help. H-E-L-P.com slash last pod. Hi. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online, and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs, and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt, and I love planting things myself. And fast-growing trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. Now I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. But then also, this was this Johnny Bonanki said that he was involved in taking a little boy named Johnny Gosh. Yes, Johnny Gosh was the kid that was uh, featured in the Michael Aquino uh, sexual allegations tape. And Michael Aquino also comes into this story as the dude that they called the Colonel, and he'd show up at a lot of Larry King's parties. Yeah, yeah. This is all this is all together now. Johnny Gosh. Yeah. Uh, he said Paul Bonanki said that he uh, was involved in kidnapping this kid, Johnny Gosh, and Johnny. Gosh, supposedly shows up years later at the White House. Yeah, now there's this, this Glennon fellow. Right? Now, this is Jeff 
Gannon. Gannon. He served as a poll reporter serving for the younger Bush uh, in, uh, I think, the first administration. Uh, he had also uh, advertised himself as a male escort, charging $200 an hour. Like Now, Ben, I, I know you know some stuff about uh, this part of the case, because this, poli- this is like hardcore politics. This is- well, uh, I don't think it's him. <laughs> That's what I'm going to say. I watched a lot of this uh, this, this Gannon character. If you get molested uh, a whole bunch of times and stuff, and then they promise you a job... It better be better than that. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know you gotta get. I want. I'm sorry. I already know all the secrets about foreign policy because I was blowing you while you guys were talking about. Uh, you know the uh, the the uh, the Cold oh, War and things. It was you that was blowing me. Yeah. So I already know what I'm oh. doing. Just get me into a security position where maybe I can have some foreign policy. Uh, <laughs> you know, some real opinions on something that matters. I just want to be a cub reporter in the press pool. I mean, he got the lowest job. <laughs> I mean, that's the slap oh, in the no face. Worries, I just want to clean the water fountains. Yeah, you just want to be. So we we just made your life miserable for twenty years. You you want to be I the know janitor? Put that electric bulb in my butthole and maybe jump up and down and skip it. But yeah, I don't actually would rather sell hot dogs outside of the White House. You, are you sure? I mean, you can have any position you want. We I'm were a simple man who just likes mustard and tubed meat, as you can tell. Wink, well, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, very good. Very good. So this is... But this is a very, very fun conspiracy theory. It's it, a fun it, conspiracy. It is possible. The man, he won't it's take a DNA fun. test. There's nothing um, fun about this. There's well, nothing fun. Because this stuff's interesting. But they, you know, they fucked all these kids. They kept yeah. fucking the kids. They did. And, you know, I mean, really, people, uh, they're just so quick to be like, that's impossible. But, uh, you know, uh, in places overseas, Born in the Brothel is a great documentary about it. Uh, the human sex trade is a very uh, real thing. It's very it's real. Very and, real. Um, and as a matter of fact, there was just a fellow up in, I think it was up in Harlem that was caught with like two kids um, that he had kidnapped and was about to like, you know, send into the, you know, put them into one of the, one of the veins of the uh, of the system and have them flow over all around the country. So this is very real. There was a woman who was just kidnapped it's, outside of the Port Authority here in New York City. She made right. it all the way to Utah. That's right. Before, and yep. she was in the sex slavery trade the entire way. Sex slavery in yep. America is very, very real. Very real. Is, and you very say to yourself, like, and of course like people say to themselves, like, okay, yes, it's real, but there's no way that the government could be involved sure. in this. There's no way that the people in higher echelons of power can be involved in this. And let me tell you about the people in the higher echelons of power. I mean, this is not in, uh, of course, this is a terrible dictator. Muhammad uh, uh, Gaddafi. Gaddafi. Like, Gaddafi, yep. it just came out today that, that, that this guy kept uh, sex dungeons mm-hmm. in Tripoli University so he could rape students after lectures and of course, of course. when after the invasion uh, uh in libya there they they toured his house and he had a lot of john wayne gacy rooms in yeah. other words no one was allowed in except for him yeah and uh, and they were just torture dungeons as well i mean yes it's he was a blood- real it's and but the, the yeah. thing is that at least it's all what's fucked up is that they do it just to do it we do it here with political gain involved yeah. we're doing it here in order to get things over on people like it's it's mm-hmm. not it's again it's not it's it is about the sex, but it's about building this boys club. It's about building this. Well, if you want in, if you want in on the real power players, well, right. you got to come to the after after party. I mean, it's you the have true to be able test. to watch what happens at the after after party and not open your mouth. And we have now gotten to the biggest after yeah. after party there is. The biggest boys club for the elite in the entire world. Bohemian Grove. Bohemian now, I'm going to say it again. Grove. Take a drink now. <laughs> yeah. And on this one, after the end of this, I'm I'm gonna play you something. 
Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, so let's get in here now. This is so now Bohemian Grove. We know, well, yeah, it's a bunch of places where people go and they, you know, they uh, they uh, they funnel each other and they talk about rockets. And then sometimes Harry Shearer's there. What could possibly <laughs> be so bad yeah. at Bohemian Grove? And if you get a chance, our one of our favorite guys around, Alex Jones, he's yeah. got a great video of himself outside of the Grove and just boat. just fat <laughs> and just screaming. So he's uh, having trouble. His voice is going, man. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, real it's fast. Not good. Paul Benaki, he insists that all this took place at the base of a 40-foot owl and that the location was somewhere near Sacramento. He said that they landed in Sacramento and they drove somewhere with very tall trees. Okay. Bohemian Grove. Okay, yeah. So, uh, take that drink. There was a cage with a boy in it who wasn't wearing anything. They told me to fuck the boy and stuff. At first I said no, and they held a gun to my balls and said do it or else lose them. <laughs> we did the stuff. It's not funny. <laughs> no, but I mean, honestly, if I, I do want to, I want to do that to some, I want to have a daughter. Just That's so I, when she starts dating when she's 17 or maybe 27, um, I can have a gun to a dude's balls and just be like. You're no different than them. No. Way to ruin the mood, Ben. Sorry. <laughs> All right, go back. Yeah, testimony. Sorry. We did the stuff. And by the way, when I say we did the stuff, uh, I'm not going to read that part of the testimony. It's too bad? It's just, it's gratuitous. He said, uh, it, it wasn't playing Prince of Persia. No, it was Is that not. what you're saying? Okay. He said, we did the stuff to the boy for about 30 minutes or an hour when a man came in. He grabbed the boy and started fucking him. The man was about 10 inches long and the boy screamed and the man was forcing his dick into the boy all the way. The man tossed him and put the boy right next to me and grabbed a gun and blew the boy's head off. They then forced me to fuck the dead boy up the ass. They made us kiss the boy's lips and eat him out. Then they made me do something I don't even want to write, so I won't. They'd been filming it. They cleaned us up and took us to a house. They had the film and they played it. As the men watched, they passed Nicholas and I around as if we were toys and sexually abused us. They made Nicholas and I screw each other. And one of the men put the dead boy's penis in mine and Nicholas's mouth. I didn't want to write this because the man forced me to bite the boy's penis and balls off. I was there for about five days. It's such a good... It's nicer this way. (laughs) I just feel like it's worse. I really think it makes the whole situation worse. It's Mr. Rogers. What's so bad about Mr. Rogers? You were going to play something to clean a palate, and I said... It should be like, you know, fart noises. I said it should have been Pharrell's happy song. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I said. Why are you bringing Mr. Rogers into this? End this. Because Mr. Rogers is the uh, only good thing in this world. That's very true. He's the one pure good light that we have. Now we got a or Jimmy Seville room somewhere. I'm no, sure he, he, no, he no, doesn't. No, he doesn't. No, I know. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean that, Mr. Rogers. Well, in a separate testimony, yeah. uh, DeCamp said that uh, Banaki told him that Larry King was smiling and laughing the whole time the film was being shown. Of course I, he was. I, if he was just being like, I can't believe you guys filmed this, then I would be. I would be question what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he, this is weird. This is a really weird thing. Uh, that he said that I don't they, even want you to read this. Yeah, I don't want to say it, but I'm not going to ignore the facts, Henry. Yeah. He said that they had stopped in Las Vegas on the way to Sacramento. And Mike Tyson was there, and there was a tiger, and there was a bachelor party that they I saw. I love this movie. Yeah. <laughs> but he said that the guy, the director of the snuff film that they picked up in Las Vegas... Mm-hmm. He named him as 
Hunter Thompson. Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I you know I don't believe that for a fucking second. I think it's the least shocking information we've heard so far. <laughs> you know, I don't possible. Sure. Out of well, all I'm the sure, things- honestly, you he was also working on the convention a yeah. lot, and I'm sure they picked him up. He was not the director of the snuff. Though. I feel like can <laughs> we just say again? Like yeah, the bite, the, bite the kids, bite, bite his balls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like no, the he was word, not the director of the snuff film. Like the word party, I think we're using the word director wrong. <laughs> <laughs> the guy holding the camera. He oh, wasn't direct, I mean, he wasn't Kubrick. He wasn't reinventing the wheel. It wasn't Space Odyssey. We didn't see the movie. That's true. Yeah, what if it was amazing? <laughs> oh, oh, God help me. So now... Yeah, we've it's gotten, horrible. It's we, horrible. It's horrible. That's that's when the worst just, thing I've ever read on air. It's the worst thing I've I've ever. It's the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. When you said a ten inch man, I, I for some reason I just pictured Terry the gnome. <laughs> I really did. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> Even Terry's just sitting there, just going like, just like, guys, this is a little bit much. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, uh, let's not do the thing with the dead boy. Uh, let's just go fuck a fox, right? Uh, yeah, Terry has a heart. Yeah, Terry definitely yeah, has heart. Terry Absolutely. Is. No, he just oh rapes God. animals. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's it, and that's fine. I mean, that's oh, acceptable at the very know. least. Comparatively acceptable. Oh, comparatively exceptionally acceptable. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's get into how... It really how, is true. It puts in perspective, like, how weird it is the idea that people like fucking dogs and stuff. Where it's like, fuck a dog if that's what you need to do. <laughs> totally. Yeah, the, the, do the that movie. instead. Yeah. So now let's get to... The investigation of the case. This is when, I don't know if this is when your stomach starts to really turn, because this is when you, after hearing all of that horrible shit, this is how you start to see this entire case slipping through the fingers of dozens of people that are trying well, course, to get this case Nobody would believe forward. these kids. Mm-hmm. Nobody would believe No, them. that's not true. Like no, it, people believe them after, like after the grand jury testimony, after it came out, uh, they did uh, one uh, Nebraska radio station did a poll and they asked, like, is there some sort of pedophile ring going on in Omaha? Ninety percent of the people that called in said yes. Like the people in yeah. Nebraska, they knew something was up. But at the same time, people still there are a lot of people who actively believe that Barack Obama's a fucking iguana. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm talking about the FBI. 86, yeah, 86%. the FBI didn't believe in them. Yeah. The child. Detective services did, and they did everything they could, but then they they all say it again and again. When you watch Conspiracy of Silence, they're like, we'd bring the facts to the FBI, and then nothing would happen. Yeah. yeah. I think it's 87% of the people that believe in angels and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the first case that started leading investigators to Larry King uh, was the Nellie and Kimberly Webb case in 1985. According to a Nebraska State Police report, the Nebraska Foster Care Review Board letter to the Attorney General, Nebraska Senate's Franklin Committee investigative report, and a 50-page report by Boys Town Welfare Case Officer Julie Walters, pedophile victims Nellie and Kimberly Webb detailed a massive child sex, homosexual, and pornography operation run out of Nebraska by Larry King with close ties directly to Congress and the White House. Uh, Nellie said that at these uh, parties hosted at these bouts hosted by Larry King she sat naked looking pretty and innocent and guests could engage in any sexual activity they wanted. And how old was she here? Uh, she was 14 years old. Okay. Uh, any sexual activity they wanted, but penetration was not allowed. Uh, Nellie said that's where she first met Vice President George Bush. Uh, she also I met him again like on Washington I just feel like he'd be so bad trip. at these parties. 
poop. George right? Bush. Right? I bet you he's a fucking swinger. He's a swinger behind closed doors, man. But you I'm, know, like his father was. His father was a real fucker. Preston Bush was another part of the Majestic Twelve, the original fucking MK Ultra group. These fucking people. And now we got a fucking co- cuddly George W. sitting around painting those terrible paintings of fucking Kim Jong Un all day. <laughs> well, I think there were some good paintings. He had one about a dog that I thought was kind of good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had yeah. a dog one. Well, you got to remember yeah. that George Bush Senior was the director of the CIA. Right. Yes. Before he was vice president, he was the director of the CIA. So he's down with some dirty, dirty, dirty shit. He knows yes. some things. Very dirty shit. Yeah. Uh, so the other guy that came socks. In, I'll, I'll tell you a lot of socks on. I don't. I don't. I don't feel like they took their socks off. Yeah. yeah These no, I, I don't like think they, they took off their black, socks either. Like, yeah. High socks. Argyle. Argyle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sweaty glasses. <laughs> yeah. Reeking of scotch and cigars. Not good. But, you know, I, I wanted to say this, though, and this is especially because it was, came out in the 80s. There's a difference. Uh, I don't I'll always like the way they lumped homosexuality in there. If yeah. it was just gay parties, I'd be like, yeah, of course. Hell yeah. Of course. I've, yeah. I've, that's cool. but for the most part, that's just all it was, which is I mean, I feel like there was a lot of that where it was like these after parties. I don't think it was. All, I mean, I hate to. I don't, even, I don't know. But it feels like it's all mixed in where it starts with just like. Whatever your peccadillo is, come out to the after after parties and you can get it. You know, you want drugs, right. you want you want uh, men, you want women, and then it's just like and for the spicier party goers, <laughs> right? Got right, the right. other room, yeah, yeah. It starts with dudes blowing each other, and then eventually goes uh, to you know suck, biting the dead boy's cock off. Well, I don't think that that's where it starts. That seems like something Fred Phelps would say. But. No, a lot of my parties start off with a group not, sing along to Golden Slumbers. I'm not yeah. talking about homosexuals. I'm right. talking about the government because these people, right. these same people that are doing this horrible shit, this is what's fucked up about is that these same people that are doing uh, these things are the same people that rail against gay marriage. Of course, yeah. These are the same people. And you know what? I don't think, the more I think about it, I don't think that these people do this shit and then rail against gay marriage because they're ashamed of being homosexual I think they rail against gay marriage because it's funny they yes, think yeah, that they, enjoy it. they think hard. that it's funny it's a, it it's, gets them hard it gets them all f- goosed up for it and they know they're doing some extra naughty yeah, and they're, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. No, that's totally true the whole fucking, you know, that's my, but that's my view where I just want to yeah. take, I don't even want to put, kill these people. I just want to take them all and line them up and tar and feather them and fucking spank them into town square and leave them in the stocks. We need to yeah. get rid of our government. Now, as soon as they, as soon as they started, they was like, we just need to get rid of our government. Yeah. Well, then just another bunch of psychopaths will fill the vacuum. But I, I think that uh, if you tar and feather them and, and spank them in the middle of the town and they're, they're going to be, they're going to love it. They're, they're going to die. It. Yeah, and then yeah, and they're gonna love it. They're gonna die doing what they loved. And so the second piece of the puzzle in the uh, lead up to the investigation was a man named Rusty Nelson. Yeah, though no, this is a funny name. <laughs> Rusty Nelson, he was reported in 86, 87 uh, by a mother who said that Nelson had tried to force her underage daughter to take naked pictures. Uh, Of course, investigators went to Rusty Nelson's uh, apartment, his studio. They found lots of pictures of underage girls in various stages of undress. Sure. Rusty Nelson, all of they started following the money as far as how Rusty Nelson was able to afford this very nice studio, only taking pictures of little girls. Yeah. And they found that his
his rent was paid by none other than Larry King. He was also Larry King's personal photographer. And Nelson also stated years later in that civil trial in 1999 that as a private photographer for Larry King, his duties included taking photographs surreptitiously of specific people and to make sure to photograph certain people if they were close enough to be photographed together. He's like a perverted. There's one thing pe- these guys knew what to do was cover yeah. their own fucking ass. Yeah. He's like but a- at the same time, it's out in the open. It's all out in the open. There's receipts. It's written on pieces of paper that they were there, that they're spending money on these people. Yeah, that is, that's uh. one of the things where I would say no need for a receipt. Like a donut. <laughs> He's sort of like a perverted Peter Parker, this fellow. Spider-Man, uh, taking, taking all the wrong pictures. I don't, I don't get a receipt for my coffee. You know what I mean? I don't get a receipt when no, I go to Starbucks. It. Why would you get a receipt for the kid, the dude that's taking pictures of the naked boys you're raping? <laughs> I guess you just need it for tax reasons. You got to have documents to... Uh, I guess so. Yeah. So the third uh, part of the... Uh, the third witness in the lead up to the investigation, Loretta Smith. Now she told this guy, Officer Carmian, who had been investigating uh, the other guy who had been investigating Rusty Nelson. Uh, He also caught wind of this because Larry King's name came up uh, in um, a report that Loretta Smith had made to a child services woman. Uh, With regards to Larry King, she said that she knows that he supports devil worship activities. Okay. Now, we are about to get into the satanic worship type stuff. The satan- This is the cool stuff, technically. Technically. Th- this is... Uh, yeah, technically <laughs> technically so. And this is very, in- very interesting because at this time in America, the satanic panic was in full swing. Full swing. Like, well, I'm- I honestly... And this is the problem, and I think that's why they almost... Again, it's, it's a very complicated psychological game. You know that these kids are being basically told that they're crazy every time they come forward and they say that they're witnessing satanic ritual abuse. And so what you can do is that you can dress up in a big fancy robe and do a bunch of sick shit. And then when that kid tries to go and say that I was abused by a satanic cult, everyone calls him crazy. You're keeping the gaslighting going. You're keeping the the logic on your side and making the victims look crazy. And these are individuals who create the logic of the country, right? They look crazy. Everything. They control the media. And again, if you look at all the people that they name, you know, you got the government, you've got the finance world. You got the finance world. You got military. You've got entertainment. You've got it's all over the map. It's every fucking every every platform. A lot of folks. A lot of different jobs. So this girl, Loretta Smith, uh, she had started attending these parties when she was about eleven years old, uh, and. The Satanist, uh, or quote-unquote Satanist, when I say Satanist from now on, I use the term very loosely. I mean, essentially... It's devil people, worshiper. Devil worshiper, yeah. So the devil worshippers, uh, they decided to test her, to try to bring her into the group. A they gave her like an further. ACT, an SAT test, something like that, to see if she was going to yeah, get it at Harvard. Yeah, it's like or... an ACT. It's kind of like an ACT. Yeah, yeah it's kind yeah. of like that. No essays, though. So No essays. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So in her first test, she was locked in a room with an infant... The men inside uh, cut the little girl's head off, the infant's head off, uh, stuck it on the wall and made her sit in front of it. She had to take the head off the wall, and the men held her down while they cut the eyes out of the little girl's head. 
Then they left Loretta and the body locked in the room for 24 hours while she could hear another girl screaming. The men returned and told Loretta that she had passed the test. Loretta identified two of the men as Larry King and a Mr. Finch, who okay. she indicated was a high school principal. And additionally, she identified other men with names such as Ace, King Horse, Jerry Lucifer, and a man known simply as Mike. Jerry now, Lucifer? <laughs> That's Jerry the name Lucifer. he chose? Jerry Lucifer. If you're making up a satanic nickname on the spot, you're going to have a problem. <laughs> Think about it ahead of time. Um, yeah. The other one is, it's just like, these are the same people that are making abortion illegal. Yeah. And they do this to a child. Yeah. Seems extreme. I don't know. But there are other sacrifices man. that she witnessed, like uh, she saw a female get her head taken off by a saw. She saw a four-year-old hung from the wall and had darts thrown at him. Uh, there was a little Indian girl that was about three or four. She had several body parts cut off, uh, after which it was ground and poured on the girls. And then they were made to drink the remains of the child. Now, let me ask you this. Why do I have a better time believing this than I do of Hunter S. Thompson directing a snuff film? Because... Hunter S. Thompson, because you know, Hunter Thompson's a name. Yeah. Hunter Thompson's just a name. The idea that someone would make this up is so crooked and ridiculous. It's like this, even if just a fraction of what this is that happened, yeah. happened. And she was like, true. if 1% of this is true, then all of those people should have been put to death. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if 1% of any one of these stories is true. And so you're just looking at fucking percentages. It comes down to a get to a point of just like even if one fact is right, even if it was just she was in a room with fucking Ace King Horse, Jerry Lucifer and Mike and she was being used sexually, even if that was just a story, all those dudes should be in a fucking concrete square until they're skeletons. Yeah. Well, all right. <laughs> and the, uh, the the woman who took her testimony, her name was or her name was Carol Stitt. Uh, she said that the girl was very concrete about who was present, what was happening, the dates, specific information, and she said that in you know she works with children all the time, and she yeah. says one of the ways that you know it's not a fantasy is the details that they give you. Sure. And she wasn't going off the rails. It wasn't like you know because you can compare this to like the Satanic Panic stuff, the McMartin preschool trial you know that's just dumb shit you know it doesn't make kids any getting flushed down the toilets yeah kids whatnot. getting flushed down the toilet being flown across the country being buried alive in uh cemeteries but that's also again if you look at it the idea that they were all drugged that's the, my problem is that when it comes down to it it's just like i'm i want to believe a kid yeah like if a kid's coming forward and saying this shit is happening i must believe the child and it comes down to it it's like if they are getting laced with fucking lsd and they don't know what they're talking about I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It sounds like it sounds like crazy. But, you know, and then you would look at that case, that case, they were saying that there was a tunnel built through the bathroom that went down. And it's like when he says he's flushed down the toilet, it's just a kid being a kid and then being drugged and taken. All three of these together, the information is overlapping. Their information is getting corroborated between yeah. uh, the webs, uh, the woman who uh, reported the, the Rusty Nelson uh, trial, uh, the Rusty Nelson investigation, which, by the way, nothing happened with that, and this girl. All three people, all three investigations implicate Larry King. The entire time, the police chief, this guy, uh, fucking Robert Wadman, the entire Wadman? time. Wadman? Wadman. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course it's Wadman. So Wadman, the entire time, he's trying to sweep this under 
under the rug. Uh, he's trying to tell the investigators, like, listen, back off. As soon as Larry King's name was mentioned in any yeah. of the, uh, as soon as the police chief heard that Larry King's name was mentioned in any of this stuff, he got his ass down to the officer and was like, hey, are you investigating Larry King? Don't. Don't do it. And People it's only because it's like, because the man himself was not very important, but it was the shit that he had on people. Yeah. It's what people allow right. themselves. To, when you feel like you need to belong or your ambition is so huge that you want to, you know, like you, you fucking like you, you'll do anything to be president. Yeah. You'll do anything, well, you know, like, like, I mean, you, like all the, every politician that you love has done something fucked up. Well, yeah, you always got to do a lot of, you got to break some eggs to make an omelet, as they say. But I'll tell you what I'm really learning here is uh, big banks are good. You can't trust these credit unions. (laughs) You know, you can't trust them one bit. (laughs) Yeah, you'd never hear this happen in a Bank of America. That's right. Citibank, no one, no one. Chase Bank, where I'm at, no one's. Chase Bank, you can bring your change in there and you just, they just give you cash. They do. And you You don't even have to be a customer. You don't even have to be. Yeah. And they bring, they give you your, they give your dogs, uh, you know, a dog treat, which is kind of nice. You know, these credit unions, they're having sex with all your kids. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Occupy was wrong. And that was what Occupy was talking about. What if Occupy is a part of it? Oh, it is. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. So all of this uh, investigative stuff, this is all background. Uh, it doesn't start really getting going. The investigation doesn't start going until the Franklin Committee is formed. And you know what? We're at an hour already, and we've got You're at already least, at an hour. Well, we, let's do a three-parter with it. Let's do a three-parter. Yeah. We have to do it because we're just now. We're just now at the investigative committee. Very good. Well, I'm the cover-up has only begun, Ben. I know, I know. I'm happy you're going to be tortured for another week. That's always nice. Yeah, this way, is heavy. Very this is a heavy stuff. episode. And of yeah. course, we always bring levity to the situations. But the, this one's a little bit, uh, a little bit, a little bit heavier than most. But it's a little uh, heavier, yeah. But it's interesting, and it's good to know. And uh, and of course, it's good to uh, it's good to be aware of the possibility that uh, at any point in time, you're voting for somebody who is a a terrible, maniacal supervillain. Um, <laughs> Just don't trust. You cannot. You, you don't take anybody by how they look and how they sound. Do some research Most, on them. Do some research on yeah. them. Like, the, really Just only ask what they you, know Larry King. Like The first question you ask any politician, do you know Larry King? And if they say and again, yes. Say not goofy suspenders Larry King. Child or, prostitute Larry King. Or you catch them and they say, like, black, like, Afro Larry King or suspender wearing Larry King? And they're like, black Afro Larry King. And they say, oh, no. No, I don't know him. No, I don't know him. No. Very interesting the way you raise your voice. And then I didn't even mention, I thought, of course, of the famous Larry King. Um, And what is Larry King needs to be, this Larry King should be more famous. This is our Coney 2012. Yeah. We got to make this Larry King more famous than the actual relatively good person Larry King. This guy is a fuck. He needs to be found wherever he is and he needs to be pulled out from whatever rock he's hiding on over and he needs to be embarrassed. He's gone. And this shit should never leave him. It should never leave him. It should exist like a stink on him for the rest of his life. Sounds like you're going to make him wear a dress in the town square on Tuesday. He should be hung by... You will be embarrassed, Mr. King. I mean, I would love that punishment. I'd love that to see that every day him have come out with like dressed like a cow with a big bell on and a guy dressed as a farmer throwing <laughs> eggs at him. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, that would course. be amazing. That would be fun. But I mean, honestly, again, I mean, any jokes that we're making here is just because this is a comedy podcast. Yeah. yeah. And All we right. have to and deal we're with doing this. our best. We have to deal with this shit somehow. All right. Well, that's the whole show uh, for today. And we'll go come. I, I think this is our first uh, three parter. This is absolutely our first three parter. Yeah. Yeah. All first right. three parter. Hail feel, Satan, everyone. I, yeah, the true feel- Satan, the bringer of knowledge, not the hider of secrets. Hmm. Yes, the Illuminator. That's right. And of course, hail yourselves. And that's Henry Loves You on Twitter. That's Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm at Ben Kissel on Twitter. And uh, yeah, hail yourselves. And Hal Gein. Play that, play, that, uh, play that song. Be careful out there. Yeah, just yeah. be careful, guys. Yeah. And uh, just just remember. It's such a good that's right. feeling to, to know you're, you're alive. It's such a happy feeling. You're growing inside, and when you That's wake such a sinister thing. Yeah, now it's actually kind of ruined the song. I think I we should have went with the This is what I'm saying. We should have went with the farts. <laughs> it's such a good feeling. It makes me feel better. I mean, I think there's something wrong with you guys. There's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. No, no, no. It's sweet. It's sweet. It's very sweet and very nice. And I'll have more It does make it sound really bad. And you'll have things you'll have Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific time, only on Netflix. Save big money on everything for your spring projects at Menards. We have all of your garden and landscaping essentials. Master Garden Premium Garden Soil contains a slow-release fertilizer that feeds gardens for up to nine months. It produces better results and is ready to use for all your gardening needs. Save big on Menards' great selection of garden and landscaping products. Compare brands in-store or online at Menards.com. Save big.